Welcome to the Servants of Grace podcast hosted by Dave Jenkins. Our podcast exists to provide trustworthy expository messages through the Bible and faithful answers to your theology questions. Now for today's episode, let's join our host, Dave Jenkins. Well, welcome back to the Servants of Grace theology segment. My name is Dave and I'm the host for this show. And on today's episode, a listener writes in and they have a great question. And the question is, what are core principles of theology that every Christian should know? Now, dogma is a set of beliefs that that a member of a group accepts without being questioned or even doubted. Within biblical Christianity, dogma is a body of, of biblical teaching proclaimed and accepted by Orthodox Christians. Biblical Christianity is to be believed by every Christian, and so to be Orthodox, Christian dogma must align with the Word of God. And there are three sets of convictions that separate biblical Christianity from other religions. That is, the deity of Christ, the substitutionary death of Jesus Christ in the place and for sinners, salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, and Christ alone. There are other essential dogmas, such as the Trinity, the inspiration, inerrancy, infallibility, authority, clarity, and sufficiency of the Word of God, the virgin birth of Jesus, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, and we could go on and on with this. Now, the deity of Christ, the atonement, and salvation by grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone, are core doctrines of the Christian faith. Core doctrines are those, if you reject them, you reject the gospel. Denying the nature of Christ and the sacrifice of Jesus, he paid for sin, rejects the only hope that sinners have for eternal life. Now, Christian dogma is frowned upon in a pluralistic culture because Christian, Christians state definitively that there is salvation only in Christ alone. And Christians are commanded to be dogmatic and loving. Christian dogma is seen today as divisive, unloving, closed-minded to a watching world, but we need to understand this is not true. Christian dogma is divisive in that it rightly divides and understands truth from error, doctrine from heresy, and reality from wishful thinking. Christian dogma recognizes and accepts uh, divisions exist considering the following points from Scripture. Light and darkness, good and evil, law and grace, faith and works, sheep and goats, wisdom and folly, life and death. Christian dogma is divisive because it separates biblical Christians who accept by faith biblical Christianity's basic tenets from those who don't. Biblical Christians are not to be divisive in our attitude towards others, but to stand fast for truth in love. In fact, clinging to biblical truth requires rejecting falsehood. Christian dogma is not unloving is the foundation for how we can love. It begins with God who first loved the world and sent his son to die for sinners in their place and for their sin. Christian dogma is grounded in the love of Christ who died out of love for people on the cross. Christian dogma manifests itself in Christians' love for God and for one another, as commanded by the Lord Jesus. And so to proclaim Christian dogma is the most loving thing that Christians can do because it shares with others the only means of escaping the white hot, white hot fury of God. 
And before a watching world, Christians are called closed or narrow-minded, intolerant. But what such people forget is that Christianity, by its very nature, is a narrow and a closed faith. Jesus declared in John 14, 6, that he is the only way and the only truth and the only life. And so the exclusive and the restricted statements of Jesus regarding eternal life eliminate all other faiths and all other religions from consideration when it comes to eternal life. In fact, dogma, it differentiates between those who believe and those who do not. Dogma, though, does not mean that Christians are divisive, for they always speak the truth in love, and we are commanded to do that, seasoned with grace. The apostle Paul called Timothy his beloved child in the faith in 2 Timothy 1-2. Paul wrote to him about what mattered most for life and ministry, commending the gospel to him in 2 Timothy 1, 8 through 10, and the scriptures in 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17. Paul instructed Timothy about sound doctrine in 2 Timothy 1, 13 through 14. In fact, doctrine is among the things that matter most to the well-being of Christians and to the local church. In fact, sound doctrine, it provides a pattern for and it promotes biblical faith and love. Sound doctrine also provides a valuable heritage to be treasured in our generation and faithfully transmitted to the uh, to the next. And since we're dis- discussing Christian dogma, we must also understand that, that what doctrine is and why it's crucial. Doctrine is teaching from the Lord about himself that directs people to the glory of God from the word of God. And further, sound doctrine helps the people of God know not only what it is, but its source and its ultimate end. In fact, the God who knows the people of God and also knows and loves himself in the perfect fellowship of the Trinity. The Trinitarian God has made himself known to his creation and therefore to be loved by the people of God. The Trinity informs the Christian faith and guides the Christian's love. So the, the triune God is the foundation and the source for Christian doctrine. The Trinity is the chosen instrument to minister biblical teaching through the apostles and the prophets and the word of God. And so in the eternal kingdom of the Lord Jesus, the Lord will speak face to face to people. A fountain pours forth water. And in the same way, doctrine pours forth the pages from the pages of scripture. Doctrine is to be measured by the authoritative standard of the word of the Lord in the scriptures, which equip the people of God to become better readers of the scriptures themselves. The primary object of sound doctrine is the doctrine of God and secondary all things in relation to the Lord revealed in the word of God. Now, doctrine helps the people of God see the Lord as the source from whom all things and through all things exist. Doctrine helps Christians to see their lives not not as for themselves, but to find their purpose in the glory of God. And so as we consider the object of doctrine, a very clear pattern emerges. For the pattern of sound doctrine is Trinitarian, it's creation-affirming, it's gospel-centered, it's local church-focused, and the following pattern has left its pattern on the history of Christian teaching and on some of the greatest creeds of the church, such as the Apostles' Creed, the Heidelberg Catechism. Sound doctrine informs the faith, the practice, the worship of Christian worship for centuries, and it continues to do so today. And so sound doctrine helps the people of God not to be ensnared by false teaching. And let's now consider further ways in which sound doctrine helps the people of God. Sound doctrine helps the Christians to avoid not growing growing in the grace of God. 
Sound Doctrine helps Christians to fight against discord in the local church. Sound Doctrine serves as God's saving work inside the church. Sound Doctrine serves uh, God's saving work outside the church. Doctrine promotes the glory of the grace of God. And so Sound Doctrine also directs the Christian's faith towards God in Christ, enabling them to walk before his face. See, the Lord has given the people of God the gift of doctrine that they might learn about him in the word and walk in a manner that he has prescribed. So doctrine is Trinitarian. It's a gift of the Father revealed in Jesus, transmitted by the Spirit in the word to be received, confessed in the church, all to the glory of God. Well, I want to thank you for listening or even watching this episode of the Servants of Grace Theology segment. And until next week, may the Lord richly bless you and keep you. Thank you for listening to the Servants of Grace podcast today. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe, leave a rating on the app, and share our episode with your friends and family. If you'd like to, you can follow us on Instagram at Servants of Grace, on Twitter at Servants of Grace, or by searching Servants of Grace on Facebook. You can also find this podcast on the front page of our website at servantsofgrace.org.